What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. And you know what, guys? Coming at you today in a really fantastic mood. I slept like 80% of the day today. Came home from work, took a fat fucking dab this morning. And you know what? I've actually discovered one of my... Re- well, not discovered. Rediscovered one of my favorite games that I've ever played. And I was stoned the other day. It was my day off. I had nothing to do. Nothing going on that day. And I've been playing this little game that I'm sure people have heard of called Don't Starve. Guys, if you haven't played it yet... Not sponsored. Let me let me just say it right now. It's an old game. Like this came out in 2013, I th- I believe. But it's such a fun game, and the whole point of the game is don't starve. But as time goes on in the game, the seasons change, and winter comes. It rains. There's lightning strikes. There's like you know all this other shit going on, and it's like man, you just gotta really like. You really had, when it first came out, you really had to, like, buckle up, because it was a pretty big ride, and it's like, dude, there's, like, shit in the game that tries to kill you, there's these really tall things, like, called tall bird, tall birds, literally, just really tall, like, blob bird, like, ball birds with long legs that peck at you and try to kill you if you get too close to their home, there's, like, pigmen that you can kill and get food, but at the same time, like, they can definitely fuck you up if there's too many of them, there's, um, beefalo, I think they're called, which is basically, they're just, they're just buffalo that you hunt down. You can take their fur and you can make like stuff for winter and clothes and all that. And I don't know why I'm talking so much about this game. But it's an addicting-ass game. And it's one of those games that like when you're slightly stoned, as I am right now, you can kind of sit, chill, vibe, and play. And you don't really have to worry about like actually focusing on the game. Because it's one of those more like passive games. We're like, yeah, you have to be caring about what you're doing actively, but at the same time, like, you can play it casually and just, you can be just fine, like, set it up, you can customize the maps, you get lots of resources and shit, I'm, I'm really into games like this, and then another game that I've been poked on playing lately that I've rediscovered from way back, way back when I was a kid, Age of Empires 2, and for those of you that don't know what an RTS game, real-time strategy, you have to train your units, you have to assemble your army, you have to attack your enemy base, you can make multiple armies and go flank them, you can do all this shit, and like, my dad used to play these types of games, it's, it's, it's kind of like StarCraft, but with like medieval and like ancient civilizations opposed to like space age shit. But I mean, like, man, guys, and I want to know, tell me on the Instagram, the link should be on the main page on Anchor over here, but if you're on Spotify, the Instagram is at L-E-E-N-I-K-Y, Lee Nikki. go check it out, get on that, like, just straight up, like, message me, tell me your favorite game, anybody that tells me their favorite game on the Instagram, guys, I will, like, I will say your name on the podcast, or your Instagram name at least, or if you want like me to use like a pseudo-synonym for you, then you can, that's totally cool. Give you like that 10 seconds of silence there, just so I can separate the intro from this part of the podcast. So, this first time, this first like story time that I'm going to give you, because today is just going to be a couple of stories, something quick, simple, and easy, because you know what, I've slept most of the day, I'm a little bit high right now, coming down before work and all that, but you know what, there's just so many things that I want to talk about, and number one on this list is going to be, again, some summertime stories, and it's like, it's getting warm outside out here in the desert, out here in Southern California in general, and me and my buddies do we at summertime was like the time for us to go over pick a friend's house we would stay at that one friend's house for like 
pretty close to like a week at a time. And all we would literally do at my homie's house is smoke, play video games, go skateboarding, get snacks, come back, smoke some more, go play some more video games. And a lot of people ask me all the time, they're like, but wait, how did you afford weed? How did you afford snacks? How did you like, how, do, how did you do such things at the age of 15? Because unlike most people, I had family who had connections to people and I was working a part-time job on the weekends and a couple of days a week after school at an auto shop where I would sit there and change tires and change oil and do tire rotations, put air in tires. And I was making like, dude, like literally like my, my, my boss at the end of the day. And I will always, always appreciate this man. He was a good, very, very nice man to me. Mr. Oscar, like shout out to you, man. He would pay me and my buddy, like, you know, anywhere between, like, 60, 80, and 100 bucks. If we worked all day from, like, open to close, he'd give us, like, you know, closer to, like, 160, sometimes 200, and he'd just be like, ah, just just take it here, it's whatever, you know? So when we'd save up during this time, and I'd tell him, like, during the summer, like, hey, I'm gonna be with my buddies for a couple of days, you know, like, is that okay? And he'd be like, yeah, take a couple days off, you know, go do your thing with your friends, have fun. But he'd always ask me, before I'd go out with my friends, he'd be like, do you need any money for the weekend? And I, I, I didn't really need money. But he smoked. So he knew people that smoked. So he knew how to get weed. And one day I asked him, I'm like, can I buy some weed from you? And he's like, you want what? Mijo, what? Weed? Marijuana? And I'd be like, look, don't. I look at him with a straight face and I go, well, yeah, you smoke, right? And he'd be like, Yeah. All right, cool. I'll, I'll hook you up with some stuff from my guy. And I'd be like, how much you want? And he goes, he's like, don't worry about it. So the first time I got weed from him, he came back into the shop with this big fucking bag, like a Ziploc bag. Like, I'm not talking like a sandwich baggie. I'm talking like, not like the gallon bag, but like the in-between bag, like the freezer bag. Like it wasn't a full on gallon, but it was like pretty close to being like a, a at least like a half ounce to an ounce in this like medium sized baggie. And the first time he gave it to me, dude, this was, like, one of the best, like, I, I swear to God, like, I don't know who he bought from because he never told me the guy's name. But, like, this was some of the best, like, stuff I'd ever gotten. It was the first time I had had, like, real, real, like, holy shit, this gets me stoned type of weed. Like, and before that, we've mostly been smoking, like, the homies weed or, like, stuff that his dad grew or shit like that, which was, like, it was good, but it wasn't, like oh my god, this is amazing type of good. And this was that, oh my god, this is amazing type of good, good. And we're, we were sitting there one night, me and my buddy smoking, and they're like, dude, where'd you get this? What strain is this? What's up with this? And I pick it up, and I look at the bag, and I'm look, like trying to like remember any details. So I end up calling my, my boss and be like, yo, what kind of weed is this? And he replies, and he goes, man, he goes, I gotta tell you what it is. But I can't remember the string because he was high as fuck too when I called him. And I'm like, he'll be like, okay, I'll text you back in a couple days. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So he texts me back in a couple days. And apparently it was something called like Atomic Grape, which I'm pretty sure is just a bullshit name. I've never seen that name on any strain in a dispensary or any shit like that. If it's real, let me know. Somehow, I don't know, drop a comment. Tell me some way, some way, shape, or form. But like, it was that type of weed where like you smoke like one or two bowls of it you don't really feel it and then it like it creeps and those of you that have had this kind of weed before you know what i mean when i say it creeps like you smoke you feel fine you feel safe you feel sane and then you don't 
Like, and that's, that's like the best, most accurate way I can think of to describe it. Like, you feel good. Until you don't. It's like, it's like those fucking murder mystery file things on fucking, uh, like... What is it? Like, ABC and shit where it's like, this man was a great man. He was a good man. A family man. Until he wasn't. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, what the fuck? But me and my buddies are sitting down one night. And we're smoking. We're playing shit. We're, we're fucking around. We're playing video games. We're skateboarding now. We decide we're going to, like, all try to get, and get up and go walk down to the 7-Eleven. Because we were going to ride our bikes there. But then I was like, guys, guys. The weather's beautiful. It was like a crisp 82 degrees outside that night. Yeah, 82 degrees at night, if you can fucking imagine. Welcome to California, guys. Everybody talks about... Segue away from the main story real quick. Everybody talks about, like, oh, man, I want to go to California where the weather is beautiful and the, the girls are pretty and chicks are in tank tops at the pool all the time and Coachella Fest. And it's like, you think Coachella Fest is awesome until you go to Coachella Fest and realize that during Coachella Fest, the average daily temperature is, like, 108 to 112 And the reason that everybody out here dresses in, like, shorts, tank tops, t-shirts, and shit like that is because it's fucking hot. Like, there's 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 no better way to describe it out here in the desert, at least. L.A., yeah, you can wear, like, jeans and a t-shirt all year, and you should be pretty good. It does get kind of toasty in the summertime, though, even in L.A., but that's when you open up all the windows and you get that nice ocean breeze going through, like... I mean, shit, I've had times where I've gone to L.A., gotten a hotel to stay in for the weekend with friends or, like, to go, like, visit family or some shit. And it's, like, you sit in the, like, I'll sit in the hotel and I'll just get, like, well, I'll fucking go sit, like, downstairs, like, out out of the pool, even if it's, like, just me chilling down by the pool and I'll just enjoy the weather. Like, I don't even have to get into the pool or I'll take, like, a, like a, what are they called out there? The Metrolink buses? And I'll take the bus and I'll go down to the beach and just chill on the beach for a bit and not even think about anything. Just go sit. You don't even th- you don't even have to think. You're like when I my favorite place to go in the entire fucking world, man, to go sit, breathe, and relax is Long Beach. I like to go out there, walk around the pier, people watch, go walk around the pike, the shopping center out there. Just see what's up, you know, you see people skateboarding, a couple guys doing tricks, see a dude on a bicycle, like, just kind of doing his thing. That's, like, the place I like to go to relax. Now, the place I like to go if I want to go have fun is fucking Venice. Last time we and me and the friends went to Venice Beach, dude, there's, like, all kinds of dispensaries down there in Venice Beach. All handing out, like, you walk past, like, someplace, like, free dab, free dab, would you like a dab? Do you want to sample this dab? And people are like, you know what? I'll take one. And then you go, I'll take another. And by the time you get down one end of the beach and you're turning around and walking back up, they're doing the same shit. They're like, hey, you need another one for the trip back up? And I'd be like, no, I'm good. And I'd walk and I'd get about like halfway back up and we'd stop somewhere, get food, get out of the get out of the place we just ate at, go continue walking. And I'd be walking and like, I was starting to feel it because I think I took it. Excuse me. Again, don't really fuck with dabs. Only recently and, like, way in the past. And this is way in the past when this happened. So I'm walking. I asked one guy, and he's like, do you want a free nap? I'm like, do you have anything? This is Satipa, because I am, like, about to knock the fuck out right now. And he goes, oh, you want a Sativa? Yeah, man, I got you, I got you. Like, here, try this. Fucking, like, I'll use my torch for ASMR just to show you. He's like, yeah, man, come on, like, let's fire it up, let's fire it up. And he's just fucking... Heats that fucking little banger up, drops that fucking dab in there, and I'm sitting there just like this, just like straight up like, alright, cool, like looking at it, and I'm just like, and he goes, well, inhale, and I'm like, alright. 
and there you go. And, like, I was, like, so fucked up beyond belief, dude. Like, I literally was, like, seeing stars. I had to go sit down for at least, like, an hour or two before I felt, like, sentient enough to be able to move. And I went back and asked the guy, I'm like, what the fuck was that? And he goes, oh, that was some shatter, dude. And he tells me what it was and all this shit. I can't remember what strain he said it was because I was fucked up at the time. But I look at him, I'm like, how much? How much for how much? And I'm like... I don't know, like a sheet, and he looks at me with a straight face and goes, 250. 250 bucks. I was like, man. I was like, how much can I get for like 60? So I bought this little, like, he like cut some off. He was a cool guy and everything like that. So I hand him the cash. He didn't even card me, which was great. And like, I just walk away with this wax, and I have it in like a little, like, Thing in my backpack and he gave me one of these little bags that zips up like the seal proof bags and all that shit and now mind you it's a little hot outside so I immediately tell my buddy I'm like hey we gotta get this shit somewhere cool so we go back to the hotel put it in the fridge and then like two days later we leave LA I've got this in the car you know I've got it sitting like I got my backpack underneath the ch- underneath the seat. Well, not underneath the seat, but like in the front seat where you have like your leg room and the passenger seat. I have my backpack tucked down there with the AC going on it. And he's like, "Why do you have your Why do you have the leg AC on?" I'm like, "Because there's wax in that bag. We got to keep it cold." We get back to the homie's pad, pull it out. He goes and grabs his dab rig. I didn't own a dab rig. Like I said, I didn't really do a lot of dabs back then. I was mo- I've always been a flower child. We smoked some of it, and I'm sitting there in the backyard just completely slouched, bro. Like, absolutely gone. But anyways, that has nothing to do with the main point of this story. So, the whole point of this story was me and my friends are getting ready to go leave and go to 7-Eleven. We're high as fuck off this weed that I bought from my boss, right? They wanted to ride bikes. I'm like, guys, it's a crispy 85 degrees outside, alright? So we go, we're walking, we're talking... The one friend is, like, playing music on his phone. The other friend is, like, big chilling, like, in the back, kind of walking a little slower. And then it's like, slow down so I can walk with the homie. And I'm like, you good, bro? And he's like, I'm fine, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm big chilling, man. And I'm like, you're high as fuck. So when we get to 7-Eleven, we all take turns going in and getting our shit while the other person stays outside with the homeboy. And the homeboy was so fucking high, dude. I'm like, I, I offered him, I'm like, you want like a cigarette? Do you need like an energy drink? So I got him a monster and he's sitting there drinking his monster while we're all doing our shopping. We had plenty of snacks after this like 7-Eleven run. So we head back up to the homie's house and like two thirds of the way back up the hill. The one friend that was too high starts wigging out, dude. He's like, because sadly enough, he was getting paranoid and a cop drove past us. And when this cop drove past us, oh my god, he lost his shit. He's like, guys, 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 that cop's obviously totally knows we're high. It's like 10 o'clock, 10, 11, almost 11 o'clock at night. Like, we're gonna stop, we're gonna get curfew smacked, we're gonna get in trouble. I'm looking at him, I'm like, dude, we're good. One of our homies was 18. I'm like, we're with an adult, like, we'll be fine. Like, just don't act fucking stoned if they come back around. So this cop does end up pulling back up around. Pulls up to us, looks at us with a straight face, and goes, Hey, we got, like, a complaint about, like, a bunch of kids, like, skateboarding and stuff through the neighborhood. And thank God we didn't have our skateboards with us this night. Otherwise, we would have probably been in, like, more trouble. And me being, like, I don't want to say the most experienced smoker out of the group. Because at the time, one of my other homies definitely smoked more than me. But me and this homie walk up to him. 
and we made sure our other friend was staying back with the guy that was way too high. We're like, oh, no, nah, dude, we haven't seen anybody, but, like, you know, what do they look like? What are they, what, what kind of boards were they riding? Like, asking the important questions. And he goes, you guys sure you don't know him? And I'm like, uh, yeah, dude, like, we, we just went for a walk down to 7-Eleven. And my, the one friend that I was talking to the cop with was the adult. And he's like, yeah. He's like, these are my cousins. They all came over to visit. Thank God we were all white. I don't say that to be racist. I really fucking don't. But you know what? The fact that we could abs- actually bullshit about all being related was awesome. And he's like, yeah, these are my kid cousins. Like, I took them down to the store to grab some snacks and stuff for the night. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're walking back up to the house now. And the, my, our other friend behind us is, like, freaking out. Like, you can hear him just, like, breathing. Like, And the cop looks at us and he's like, what's wrong with that guy? What, is he on something or whatever? And he's, like, like kind of backing up looking, like, a little bit freaked out. Because our friend is literally hyperventilating. Like, he's having, like, an anxiety attack. And my buddy doesn't even miss a fucking beat. He looks at the cop and goes, nah, he's just, you know, a little, um, how do I say this, uh, special. And the cop's like, what do you mean, special? And he goes, well, he has, like, you know, a mental disorder. Like, he's kind of like, you know, he's not all, he's not all there. Like, he has a lot of issues. That's why I like to take him for walks, because it gets him out of the house, you know. But we always have to keep a real close eye on him, because, like, he gets like this, where he wants to, you know go run around and, like, do stuff, and he always has so much energy, but, you know, we got to treat him, like, you know, he, he tells the cop, basically bullshits the cop in telling us, telling, telling him that our friend is pretty much, like, autistic, which is, like, fucked up, and to anybody watching this that does have a mental disability, I formally apologize, but this is just the truth of the story. So the cop goes, oh, oh, like, the realization kicked in and he realized that we just literally told him that our friend is hand like mentally handicapped and he's like oh well I'm, I'm sorry to hear that and my buddy like literally dude like such a good fucking actor like he was in drama classes and shit he looks at the cop like tears in his eyes he's like yeah it's, it's really hard and he's like thank you for understanding we're gonna get him home now before it gets too late like and the cop gives my friend a hug and, dude, in my head, I'm like, there's no fucking way he doesn't smell the weed on you. There's no fucking way he doesn't smell the weed on you. But the cop, like, pats him on the back. He's like, you know, you're doing a good job taking care of these boys. He's like, you know, you make sure to make sure to keep him happy and stuff. Like, you know, you guys get home. Have a safe night. I'm going to go look for those kids. He's like, sorry for bothering you. And we're like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's all good, man. And he looks at me, and he's like, he's like, well, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 17. I was turning 18 the next year. And, like, the cop is like, or no, I wasn't 17, actually. I think I was, like, 15 turning 16, but I lied. And a lot of people get on my ass, too. Like, you shouldn't lie to cops. I'm like, well, when you're fucking 16, 15 and high as fuck at 11 o'clock at night trying to sneak your snacks back to back to your house from, like, 7-Eleven, you're gonna try to bullshit your way out of getting in trouble. That's just how it works. That's just how these things go. But, like, what 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 still gets me to this day is, like, my friend that we bullshitted the cop into, like, thinking that he was handicapped or some shit. Hates us for that to this day. And will constantly remind us, he's like, yeah, you guys remember that time you told a cop that I was retarded? And I'm like, hey, we don't use the R word. All right? And I, yes, I said it because that's what he said. Don't want to offend anybody. Apologize if I did. But the, again, it's just the context of what was said in the stories. I have to sugarcoat shit because guess what, guys? I had somebody blow up my Instagram earlier today. Sending me all kinds of hate messages and stuff. And you know what? I'll tell you how I feel about that. And I'll tell you my thoughts and opinions on that in the last part of the podcast here before I clock out for the day. Go take another nap before going to work.
I'll be right back. Alrighty guys, I'm back. The bowl is packed. I'm gonna take a hit of it because you know what? I have nothing better to do with my time than like sit here, talk to you guys, and smoke cannabis. And this is actually what the person that messaged me on Instagram complained about. But you know what? I apologize again to you, my friend. me smoking weed offends you, feel free to click away now because I'll give you one guess what I am doing currently. <coughs> oh, cough away from the mic, away from the mic. I'm learning my lesson about editing now. But anyways, guys, so this person hits me up on Instagram, right? And at first, I think it's just like a fan of the podcast or someone who's like, hey, you, we need to talk. I want to talk to you. Well, I'm like, do they have a brand deal? Is this my sponsorship? Is this my chance to quit my day job? No. The, the sad, sad thing behind this was I got like five paragraphs. Like this dude wrote me a fucking essay as to why they did not like me or did not like my podcast and did not like my content and did not enjoy what I was putting out there for the world to hear and see. And you know what? I really don't care. But I decided to tell him, be like, look, you're entitled to your opinion. But if you don't like my content, you can leave. Like, even my Instagram is uh, fucking THC-based content at this point. Pictures of all my new rigs are on there, my new pipes, new weed, new dabs I get. Everything goes up on the Insta. And that just is the way it is. Like, it is what it is. Like... I don't know what to tell you guys, like, uh, th this is a podcast about smoking weed and dumb stories and stupid shit I've done as a teenager and stupid shit I've done as an adult, but you know, man, like, you, you can't, you can't harsh the mellow too much, you can't, you can't get too, like, caught up in everything, you can't get too, like, angry about somebody smoking weed, like, come on, there's more important things to be angry about in 2021, let's be real here, but the fact that the guy had the, the, the Guy or girl, I don't want to specify, had, guy, I'm just going to say, because I said guy first, so there you go, had the fucking audacity to literally, like, attack me for smoking. Drove me up a fucking wall, because I'm like, how do I explain this to this person, like, in a way that's going to make them understand, like, that this isn't, like, something I'm doing to, like, piss people off or be, like, standoffish or anything like that, and guys, I apologize if it ever comes off that way, that's not how it's meant, my stories are meant to entertain you, to make you laugh. And I say, he's like, you're probably just telling a bunch of underage kids to smoke weed. Uh, no, if you look at my analytics on Anchor, let me pop open my phone, and I will, sh I will literally tell you my analytics right now. Do -do -do -do, got to scroll, I hate scrolling. Boop, analytics. Alright. Number one, 98% of my viewers come from Spotify. My audience age demographics, 0 to 17, 3%. That means 3% of all the total overall people that watch this fucking show are underage. And to those of you who are in that 3%, please, 
remember, if you are watching this, like, and you're clicking the Are You 18? Yes button, make sure that you realize all of these stories are simply to entertain. Because guess what? Just because weed's legal out here in California does not mean that at the age of fucking, like, 15, 16, that's what you should be doing. There are far better things you can spend your time doing. I just make these stories to make you guys laugh and shit. Because me and my friends, yeah, we we made the active choice to do drugs and smoke weed and, like, do shit like that. But you know what? Like, not everybody has to make that choice. And you don't have to make that choice. There are far better things that I will remind you to consistently focus on, which is school, grades, keeping that GPA up, getting that car, getting that driver's license, getting that worker's permit if you decide you want to get a part-time job in high school. Like, doing all the things that you want to do, because a lot of the things that, like, I missed out on, I want you guys to do. I want you guys to be successful, and I want you guys to be able to understand that, like, these are jokes. These are stories. These are things that, like, happened years ago for me that I, 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 yeah, was it fun to go through? Yeah, some of them were pretty fun, like hanging out, smoking weed, and playing video games is fun. I still do that to this day with a couple of my brothers and some friends. But, like, there are so many things I wish I would have taken the time to do. And you know what? I'm going to tell you about a few of those things right now. For example, I was very smart in high school. I got good grades. I could pass almost any class without even having to try. But I stopped caring all that, a lot of that because, for me, like, anyways, it's, it was a personal thing because I had two older brothers that were in school ahead of me. And I'm not, I'm not blaming them for anything that I did because I was always the smart one. I was always the one that was held to a higher expectation when it came to school. And because they weren't held to a higher expectation, I stopped giving a fuck. I stopped giving a shit about my grades. I stopped giving a shit about, like, whatever else was happening. And I decided to stop being such an academic and instead start focusing more on things that I had been curious about and things that I wanted to do. I started playing guitar a lot more. Like, I'd played guitar since I was, like, I think, like, 12, 13 when I got my first guitar. But that's neither here nor there. My buddy had always had a guitar at his house. And ever since we were kids, I'd been playing around on his Fender and stuff and trying to learn new songs and trying to fuck around. My friend Will... He had a, he had an acoustic guitar and his dad had this beautiful electric dude. I can't remember if it was I think it was a Gibson. I want to say it was a Gibson. I can't remember what model or anything though. But it was beautiful. Had this really bright orange sunburst pattern on it. He had a classic like a tube amp style amp. And I would like when I went and visited my buddy Will for like two and a half weeks over the summer one year after he had first moved, because he moved out to Costa Mesa, and I live in Palm, the Palm Springs area, so it's like a couple hours drive. But when we went out there for that two weeks, man, and his dad let me play his guitar, oh my god. It opened up doors for me, man. Like, when I realized that, like, a higher quality instrument, because I had, like, a, I had a Fender at home. It wasn't an actual Fender. It was a, it was called the Starcaster. It was, like, the one you got with, like, the bundle that was, like, the, the guitar, the amp, the cable, and, like, picks and shit. And an extra set of strings for, like, a couple hundred bucks. But you know what? I loved that fucking guitar. Loved that guitar to death. Named it Vixen because I thought it was a cool name and my buddy helped me name it. And all my guitars I've ever had actually have names. Which is kind of funny. I had a black... Oh gosh, got something. I read a little, little... I got these little gnats that fly around out here in the desert and one just like literally landed right on my eye. Not that you need to know that, but hey, it's out there now. 
I had this really pretty black, black and gold Fender acoustic. Named it Elizabeth. She was like my baby. Unfortunately, I had to sell a whole bunch of my guitars. And then I bought, I bought a Les Paul that was modeled after Slash's guitar from Guns N' Roses. And that one, God, man, I just, I just called it Rose because Guns N' Roses. And then I had a Spanish guitar, like a classical nylon string, Maria, the, for obvious reasons, Carlos Santana, the song, what is it, uh, Maria, Maria. And now I have an acoustic guitar, I have two acoustic guitars actually, one I gave to my son, so I let him name it, and he calls it Paw, like Paw Patrol, and my other guitar, my new acoustic, I call Susie, like, this, like Susie Q, those of you that know what that is. We can be friends. But, like, there, there was so... There's so many things, anyways. This, I just got completely off the subject talking about my guitars. Again, a little bit high. But there's so many things that you can do besides, like, being just an academic. You can experiment with other things, too. But you know what? Like, focus on your grades, your schooling, and everything like that. Because that's the shit that's gonna guarantee you a place in society at some point. Like right now, yeah, I work a job at a gas station. I got a part-time job at a kitchen. But you know what? Is that what I want to do for the rest of my life? No. I make this radio show for fun to entertain you guys. So please, anybody that's underage listening, this entire segment is just for you. Focus on what's important. Focus on school and grades. Not girls, drugs, and sex. Like, trust me, we've all been there. We've all gone through that stage. But remember the important thing is you need to get that piece of paper that says you're qualified to do something. Anything. Whether it's I'm qualified to be a garbage man. Like some type of piece of paper, some type of degree, some form of education that is better than what you currently have. A higher education is what you need. Now, anyways. To anybody who is overage, sorry I went on a big ass rant for that last thing. But I hope like a lot of what I said made sense. I really hope these kids, like, these 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 3%, even though it's only 3% of my viewers, I still gotta care. Because you know what, like, if, if there's anybody out there that, like, wants you guys to do better for yourselves and in your entire life, that would be me. Because I've been through the shit in your high school years where, like, you just kind of go like, oh, well, fuck this, I'm out. And is it a fun place to be? For a little bit it is, yeah, when you're smoking and you're having fun and you're chilling and all that, but when you're in your 20s and you're depressed because you decided not to go to UCLA instead and you wanted to pursue a woman and you wanted to smoke weed and keep your, like, bomb-ass job that you had at a thrift shop, that was me. Uh, by the time I turned, by the time I turned, like, 20, I was making, like, almost 18.50 an hour working at a thrift shop. And it was awesome. I never had to really worry about money, always could buy weed, always had friends around, but then I realized once the once I lost that job and once the money went away and once the weed, like, dwindled, like, I still found ways to, like, side jobs to make money to buy weed because I had to smoke to de-stress. That's how it was. And even now, and now, it's like, I can go without it. I don't need to smoke. But I do it because, like, it's so in my system and it's so... Be I'm so used to it being the way that I deal with my anxiety and everything. It's like... I'll go on for a little bit longer. Another little story time right here. And you know what? Like, this is just, like, gonna be a quick one. But I'm still gonna parse it out anyways. So I'll be right back.
Alright guys, so anyways, this next story is gonna come from like Excuse me. Allergies. Sniffles. There's pollen in the air, I can detect it. But anyways, one of my buddies explained it to me, my my homeboy Spencer from the restaurant. He told me, he goes, you know what, you don't really get addicted to weed. You get addicted to the ritual that comes along with smoking weed. You don't get hooked on, like, the THC itself. You get hooked on, like, the process of, like, meeting up with your friends at a certain spot at a certain time of day. You get hooked on going home and the, the, the ritual of, like, rolling your joint, rolling your blunt, packing your bowl, where you sit... You put your drink in a certain spot, you drink a certain drink, you eat a certain snack, you have a certain vibe that goes along with everything. And he goes, and then, like, once all that kind of, like, fades out a little bit, you get that nice, calm moment where you're absolutely just feeling it and just vibing with, like, the entirety of the universe and you're just kind of sitting there, like, chilling. Whether by yourself or with friends, good vibes will come. Good things will happen. But you're not really addicted to the weed. You're more addicted to the ritual that comes along with smoking said weed. Because that's what a lot of people associate it with. You associate it with relaxing at the end of the day. Hanging out with your friends on the weekend. You know, there's some clubs in LA that really don't give a shit if you smoke blunts and shit. Just as long as you're not like... Yeah, I'm smoking a blunt over here. Like, apparently, from what I've heard, that's not from personal experience. I've never smoked a blunt in a nightclub. I've never gone to a nightclub. Closest thing I've gotten to that is smoking a joint in the back of a bar with the bartender. Because he was a cool-ass dude. We were just hanging out, and I was talking to him, asking him about drinks, because I was, like, looking for a chef's job. I was like, hey, you need someone to make your pizzas? And he was just kind of laughing, because we were homies in high school. But that's what it is. It's more about the ritual than it is about the actual psychoactive effects like why did I just take a couple long hits right now while I was on that little break because this is part of the ritual I record I talk to you guys I smoke while I'm on the podcast I smoke when I record for YouTube I smoke before I do TikToks I smoke before I post Instagram shit because for some reason like I smoke before basically everything or during everything I apologize in advance for the way that I am I'm sorry (laughs) but like I shouldn't even be laughing at that. That's that's just a fact. But anyways. I, I say that a lot. But anyways. <laughs> the entire point of this is like me explaining to you. You're not hooked on a drug. You're hooked on, one, the sensation that you get from the drug. Like, weed, yeah, it's a psychoactive chemical. But even if you smoke weed and you're sad. And you watch a movie. You're still going to be sad. You're just gonna be high and sad. If you watch a funny movie, you'll probably laugh. If you watch something fucking sad, even the scene from Harry Potter, spoiler alert, skip ahead 30 seconds, even the, even the scene from Harry Potter where, you know, Dobby gets a fucking knife in the back. Or is it his back or his chest? I can't remember. Dobby dies. Harry Potter, great movie. That one scene made me cry like a bitch. But again, it's about the ritual. It's about what you use it for and how you relate it to your own life and shit. But remember, guys, even using it too much and consistently smoking, like... If you're smoking shitloads of, like, wax and, like, crazy heavy dabs... Like, this morning when we were outside and I was taking my dab... My buddy showed me this video of a dude taking a fucking giant dab. Two full-size quartz bangers mounted on a double intake bong, like... Well, I guess it was a, not a bong, but, you know, I, I, I don't know what the fuck that thing would be called. Like, it, it had two intakes. 
Yeah, two bangers on it. Big ass bangers. Like about half the size of a Dr. Pepper can. If you just shrunk a Dr. Pepper. Like the tiny Coca-Cola cans that you can get at like the 99 cent store. The bangers were about that big. And he just globs up all this wax. And takes this massive, like massive, gigantic dabs, dude. And I'm just, we're just looking at him like, holy shit. And the dude's face is so red. He's sweating and stuff. And it's like, yeah, is that kind of cool that he did it? To an extent. But it's like, why? You don't need to be that high. You can't even process anything when you're that high. Like, once you hit that level of high, unless you've been smoking like that for like a long time and doing a shitload of dabs, like, I get it. Some people can do bigger dabs than others. Kudos to you. All I need is a tiny little dab, but I'm good for the rest of the fucking day. Speaking of which, I might fire one up right now and take a tiny little one. So I'll be right back with the aftermath of that. Yep, this is happening live on the podcast, guys. How's it going? <coughs> oh, God. The one thing I hate about dabs. The cotton mouth. All right. That's done. Ooh, careful, microphone. I'm talking my microphone like it's a person. Yeah, I'm high. But anyways, guys, like... Once you get to the point that you are seriously, like, abusing a drug, I think that that's a problem. Like, did I just take a tiny dab on the podcast? Yes. Is it because people have been calling me a bitch for not doing dabs on the podcast? Kinda. What kind of dabs am I smoking on, you might ask? Raw Garden Live Resin Melon Patch number 15. And this shit is fucking tasty. The thing about me, and I believe I explained this a few days ago when Kristen was on here, is prior to this stuff, dabs for me was just, it was just a horror trip. Like, it was bad. It was so much. And back when I was getting dabs on, like, the sheets of, like, the paper that they would, like, fold it up in for you and shit, like, a lot of that stuff tasted like complete fucking garbage, dude. Like... You would smoke it, you would be really, really high, but, like, for me anyways, almost immediately after when I would take dabs, like, from friends and stuff, like, I would get super duper sick. And it didn't matter what strain or anything like that that I was smoking, I was just so fucking gone, like, toasted, like, absolutely fucking, what's the word, uh, obliterated off of that shit. And, like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't function off those kind of dabs. Like, I would be sick as a fucking dog, dude. Like, and it was just, it was just bad. It was just bad. But now, like, I'm experimenting with these. I actually just picked some up today from, who makes these? Please don't touch me, hot dab ring. I picked up some more today from, uh, Almora Farms. And it is literally one gram of wax. And it smells so fucking good. And I kind of wanted to hit this one, but I know it's an indica. And I know I have to be up for work in like two hours and get ready, shower up, shave, sober up. All that shit that you do as a stoner when you first get up from from like smoking and sleeping to go to work. You get up, you spray on the cologne, you like, 
you get dressed, you take a shower, or you take a shower first, you get dressed, spraying a little bit of that cologne so it sticks to that fresh clothes and that clean skin so you get that good feeling, you smell good, brush your fucking teeth because you know what? Morning breath in general is just bad. You know, you do what you gotta do when you get ready in the morning, you know, and like sometimes, you know, hey, maybe take a couple hits off this Desi while you're at work at night. I mean, is that just me? But again, guys, thank you so much for listening. I just took this dab. I'm pretty stoned. I'm gonna go play some fucking Don't Starve and chill until I have to go to work. But anyways, you guys have a great night. Listen to this while you're smoking tonight, maybe. I don't know. Some of it might make sense. You can always skip ahead in the segments if one's not for you. But you know what? Peace out, everybody. Have a good one. I'll talk to all you guys tomorrow. Later.